Well, hi there, and welcome to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. I'm George, and this time around we're going to look at some myths related to daylight savings. Actually, daylight saving. It's not savings, it's daylight saving time. And, uh, well, you know, it's one of those weird things that takes place in our house. I, I don't know if I've ever told you the story before or not, but my wife is uh, from Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan is one of the few places in Canada that does not observe daylight saving time. So, although she has lived in Western Canada for probably the majority of her life, daylight saving time is always a bit of a snag in our house. So, what happens twice a year, spring forward and fall back, is I'm the guy who takes care of the situation. I go and I change all the clocks, and I do it usually partway through the Sunday afternoon before the actual time change takes effect. Uh, Saturday afternoon, rather, because by the time we wake up the Sunday morning, all the clocks have already changed. So I'll take care of it uh, late Saturday afternoon prior to the time change. That way uh, Brenda can get used to the time on the clock being whatever time it's supposed to be. And it seems to work out. I, I've been doing this now for, I'm going to say, several years. Because we had a conversation once, this goes back quite some time ago, and it was something like this. What time is it now? And I would say it's 2 o'clock. And Brenda would ask me, so what time was it yesterday? This is after the time change. And I would say it would have been 2 o'clock. And she says, no, not right now, but before the time change. Well, I said it would still be 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock is still 2 o'clock. And we would get into a big, long explanation of me trying to explain to her that it doesn't really matter what time it is now compared to what it was yesterday, because if the clock says 2 o'clock now, and it said 2 o'clock yesterday, it's still 2 o'clock. She was trying to figure out the difference between the hour. Is it 3 o'clock, or is it actually 1 o'clock? And again, I tried to explain to her that it doesn't really matter to do the change, because the time right now, if it says 2 o'clock, it's now 2 o'clock. It got to a point where finally she would say, so no, uh, I really want you to tell me, so what exactly time is it now? And I got to a point where it was, well, it's now 2.01. And anyway, we decided that I would just take care of the time switch, and it's been that way ever since. Now, since uh, we just switched into daylight saving time here this past weekend, so we've sprung ahead, everything went ahead one hour, uh, I started thinking about this entire saving part of the daylight by switching the clocks. Uh, I could tell you where we live in western British Columbia, southern British Columbia, western Canada. Uh, we still have, uh, as we speak, right this very moment, uh, in the neighborhood of two and a half feet of snow still on our ground, in our yard. And I'll tell you, you know, when we get to daylight saving time, to me it's kind of a sign of spring. Okay, I really kind of look forward to it. I think I've explained in a previous podcast that because February is so short, it just makes spring kind of appear a little quicker. And to me, daylight saving is another sign of spring around the corner. And I know it's just uh, an hour that you change things, but to me, it's a big deal. Because I remember when I used to work in radio, 
and this goes back several years ago now, I was doing the graveyard shift in more than one place that I worked. And when it was daylight saving time switch around, whether it was spring ahead or fall back, uh, I was the guy who had to take care of that because I was working after midnight and the time change takes effect at 2 a.m., wherever you are, local time. And so it was uh, kind of an interesting uh, thing for me to do because uh, I had never worked a shift before where I actually had to change the clocks and either when it was springing ahead, lose that hour, or if you were falling back in fall, actually gaining that extra hour. So it was really kind of unusual when I was working those shifts because uh, typically it was a midnight to 6 a.m. shift, so a six-hour shift, uh, depending on what time of year it was and the particular direction the clocks went in that time of year, it was either now a five-hour shift or a seven-hour shift. It was really confusing in that respect. But uh, thankfully it was only twice a year and it didn't happen frequently enough to be really a, a pain of any kind. Uh, for me now, because the uh, dates between the time changes has expanded to the point where I think we only have four months that is now standard time, um, I kind of like daylight saving time. I don't really have much of a problem with it at all. And so as it turns out, uh, I've actually decided to use this as the premise of this particular podcast. So we're going to take a look at five myths related to daylight saving time and see what happens. So uh, number five on my list, uh, daylight saving time was uh, invented to benefit farmers. Now this has been kicked around for a long, long, long time, and uh, as it turns out, uh, the idea apparently was that it allowed more daylight uh, for farmers to work in their fields. Well, I've helped some farmers. There's a lot of farmers around here. If you're feeding your animals every 12 hours, uh, the time change does nothing, really does nothing to change that. If you're milking your cattle, you know, every 12 hours. The time change does not change that at all. Uh, I helped one farmer for several years uh, when it came to hay season. Daylight saving had really no help whatsoever related to hay season uh, because typically the days are long anyway in the summertime and so daylight saving that extra hour really didn't do much to help farmers at all that I could see. Uh, number four on my list of myths uh, related to uh, daylight saving time, it helps to uh, conserve energy. Now, this is uh, the argument that uh, has come around for a long time. Uh, it's been kicked around several times, and, you know, it's really kind of funny because the idea is apparently you're going to use your house lighting and electricity less in the evening if it's lighter out. Well, it may cause you to lose, to you know, use less energy in some ways, but you're going to end up using probably more energy in other ways. For example, yeah, you may not use uh, your overhead lights during the evening, uh, early in the evening, because you have the extra hour. But uh, air conditioning, you're probably going to burn up some energy on, and uh, you know other forms of energy. So apparently that's uh, not really a solid uh, reason 
to support daylight saving time. In fact, uh, in 2008, a study was conducted by the University of California in Santa Barbara, and it showed that, uh, believe it or not, daylight saving time actually could create a higher demand for energy instead of a lower one. According to the study, and I'm reading this, it says Indiana uh, ended up shelling out a whopping $9 million on increased energy after the entire state uh, adopted daylight saving time. Uh, The researchers of this study said that the spike in costs were due to the heightened use of air conditioning in the evenings. So there you go. Number three on my list of myths related to daylight saving time. Everyone observes it. Well, I just finished telling you just moments ago uh, that my wife is from Saskatchewan where they don't. Uh, There's a couple of communities actually here in British Columbia that don't observe it. There's countries all over the world that don't. There's states in the United States that don't. Uh, For example, Arizona and Hawaii have not adopted daylight saving time. Um, There's uh, most of North America and Europe do, but most of Africa and Asia don't follow daylight saving time. So it's not a worldwide shift in time for an hour. And you know, it's really funny too, because if you're traveling, time changes are, you know, when you skip over time zones, that's always the the difficult thing for jet lag and stuff. And if you're going to a country that does not observe daylight saving time, I would imagine that creates another really interesting scenario when it comes to jet lag. Just throwing it out there. Number two on my list of myths uh, related to daylight saving time, it was created by Ben Franklin. And as it turns out, Ben Franklin um, may have talked about changing time, but the actual original concept of daylight saving time, according to what I could find, uh, dates back to 1895. And this is when a New Zealand scientist by the name of George Vernon Hudson and a British builder by the name of William Willett had approached the Wellington Philosophical Society, suggesting a two-hour shift in time, moving clocks ahead two hours in October, and then back those two hours in November. Um, The Philosophical Society was not amused and did not buy the idea. Well, as it turns out, uh, William Willett went back to the group in 1905 with a slightly different variation. Get this. He thought that you could move your clocks ahead 20 minutes each Sunday in October, which would change the time. And then by the time you got to, um, you know, later in the year, or sorry, earlier in the year, it would have been March. I have October, November, and that wasn't right. It's October, March was the dates that they were looking at, the two-hour change. Well, the same went with the 20-minute changes. The four weekends in October, you went ahead 20 minutes each uh, weekend, and then in March, the four weekends there, you would go back 20 minutes each. uh, Well, as it turns out, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense because now you're looking at eight different time changes during a year and i don't know 20 minutes a change is it really that is it worth doing that Uh, anyway that idea went down the tubes and apparently canada was one of the first countries to actually adopt uh daylight saving not the entire country uh but it was uh, a place in ontario that actually started observing daylight saving first and then germany jumped on board and before you know it uh quite a few other countries did and that's pretty much where daylight saving is now Uh, My number one uh, myth on uh, daylight saving time is that it's apparently good for your health. And as it turns out, uh, there 
there's a whole lot of reasons why that hour shift is not that healthy for us either. Apparently, National Geographic did some research and they decided or discovered that daylight saving time actually causes an increased risk of heart attack, um, probably due to sleep deprivation and the body's immune response to that change in time. I know it throws a lot of people off. A study in 2009 found that mine workers saw a 5.7% increase in injuries the week after daylight saving time went into effect, likely due to sleep disruptions. I know, as I said before, my wife gets thrown off completely on daylight saving time. I don't know why. It just it just seems to really affect people to me. It's no big deal. I just look at whatever the time the clock says. If it's an hour from different yes from yesterday, I don't really care because if it says it's two o'clock in my head, it's two o'clock. It's that simple. And that'll do it for this episode of Ninja on the Loose. Hopefully uh, you've enjoyed it and maybe learned something interesting about daylight saving time that you didn't already know and uh, if you want to check out more about me all you have to do is check my website i am at www.looseinc.ninja and until next time have a great day